Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's up, everybody? This is Baka Bites. I'm Frankfurter. That's Magically Average. Today, we are going to be talking about 2023's top-selling manga. We've got a couple topics there in which we will discuss about the top-selling series and then the top-selling volumes. And then after that, we'll discuss the favorite volumes or favorite series that we've been reading this year. But to kind of just jump into it... Uh, uh, there's there's a bit like it took us a while it took us a bit because we saw a headline in which it was oh my shonen jump they've been they've been dethroned for top selling manga of the year and we were like what no surely not and um it was very very difficult to trace the source because the source was oricon and oricon is a Japanese website, and it's very hard to kind of maneuver for me not knowing where I need to go in order to get rankings for the year rather than just weekly rankings, because it's very easy to find the weekly rankings with translations. Mm -hmm. But for the yearly, it was like, what the hell? But after digging and digging and digging, we found a very, like a reputable source that actually reported on it that were like, you know what, we're comfortable saying that, yes, Shonen Jump was dethroned by Kadansha, and specifically the series that dethroned Shonen Jump was Blue Lock. Yep. Um, which, if you've lived under a stone the first half of the year, was a manga that is about soccer or football and is it basically was the perfect timing with the World Cup happening this year. The anime came out in fall, or sorry, winter 2023, mm. The World Cup happened when? Like in the spring? March or April? Something like that. So it's just like, it just coincided and it was like a perfect storm. And I don't know if you have the numbers on screen. Um, yeah. You do? Okay, perfect. I don't know. I, I don't have... I may, Anyways. I maybe have here. 
but I'm here. Yeah, our, our our little sleepy baby boy was on a trip this weekend, and he's toughing it out and being a trooper in recording with us today. Um, but yeah, 10.5 million copies sold is is a ridiculous number, which is also an interesting number after we talk about best selling manga by se or like by volume later. Yeah, but 10.5 million is an insane number. Eight five or 8.5 million for JJK. 7.1 for One Piece, almost 7.2. Uh, this one, we had like a couple back and forths. It was like, depending on who you looked at, it was Oshinoko at number four or Chainsaw Man. They, mm -hmm. they kind of were interswapped because it was so close. Yeah. Um, but those two are the four and five. Uh, Slam Dunk at 4.9 million, which we were discussing before the show. That is a wild number because Slam Dunk has not had a volume since 1996. Mm -hmm. The original run was 1990 through 1996. And the only reason it reached 4.9 million, nearly 5 million, is because it had a movie that came out early this year. Yep. So I, it's like a movie did this. That's an insane, like, I know Slam Dunk is a huge series, but a movie, you know, helped carry this series into the top ten. I don't know what last year's top ten numbers were, but I don't know if Slam Dunk was in there or not. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You always see, like, like um, we'll skip through Spy Family, My Hero, Tokyo Avengers, and then you have yeah, Kingdom. Kingdom. Kingdom at the last one. Which, yeah, which I think Kingdom is another older series as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you always have like one or two of those, I feel like in the yearly rankings, and it's it's for a number of different reasons. Whether it's like a a random collab session that's popped up that's kind of revitalizing, or like the uh, the mangaka is creating a new series, and so their like previous ones get popular. Or in Slam Dunk's case, it's a movie. Yeah. Um, well, Kingdom is still going, by the way. It started in two thousand six, and it's still going. It yeah, has but seventy it's, volumes out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess it's on par with One Piece in terms of, like, the longevity of it, too, so. Yeah. It's just that's not one series we normally see here in the United States, but um, the one thing I wanted to mention, too, because these statistics can get a little weird at times, is that right. this list is sold copies, because you'll see a lot of lists at times where they say copies in circulation, which basically just means, like, that are available for sale. So I, I believe these are according to the Oricon numbers and metrics are the actual total sales for these series across all the volumes. Correct. So, yeah, which uh, again is kind of insane to think about. I mean, first off blue lock, it's not Shonen jump. It is Kodansha. It's, it's the first time I think the, the one I mean, other article said 23 years that yeah, it was 20 plus years. Yep. Yeah, 20 plus years that Shonen Jump has had a stranglehold on best sales for a series. Yep. And that's just wild to think about. Well, but because, I mean, but think about the well, series. Yeah. I mean, it was a perfect storm, but like thinking of Shonen Jump having like the 20 plus years longevity and then also coming to kind of terms and realization that JJK, which is number two, One Piece, which is number three. And then My Hero, which is number eight, all three of those series are starting to wrap up. Like, I know we still have like a year or two for One Piece, but that story's coming to a conclusion sooner rather than, you know, mm -hmm. later where we, it was just unknown when it was going to end. 
so then you have series like Blue Lock that come in at the 10.5 million sold and, you know, Oshinoko and Chainsaw after. Like, what what series? Like, are we ever really going to see numbers that are this big once these kind of giant series are over? Like, oh, in my opinion, I feel like there there hasn't really been a new... Well, I okay, with a grain of salt, I feel like there's maybe one or two that can do these numbers, but they just haven't they're not on this list so here's my thoughts on it and i'm gonna skip to another article i wanted to talk about is i partly agree with what you're getting at in that i don't know if we'll see numbers like this in the next few years given that a lot of these very popular series are starting to close out however i do anticipate numbers kind of leveling and then going back up in some time once the western portion of the world finally gets these new series on shonen jump and kondansha and jump plus actually like physical like like physical copies of them because there's a number of new series on shonen jump that are some of them are kind of just starting maybe 10 to 15 chapters some of them are close to 100 that we still don't have volumes, or if any, we have one volume out. Like, we have two for Akane. Okay, and that's have, the big one that I wanted to get at. And that's well, like one that I feel like would be a powerhouse, but this list does not show it. Yeah. So, what I want, what I, but I wanted to kind of look at, and I'm, I'm showing it now um, for all of those watching on YouTube in our stream, so that uh, the digital market is very much growing at a rapid pace. It has started to decline. It's at an it's at an increasing or it's at a decreasing rate at this point, but still climbing. Whereas the physical manga sales post COVID are now starting to drop down. But I feel like that's all generated from the fact that we're not getting these new series quickly. Like we're not if you look at Shonen Jump uh series that have come out, we have Akanabinashi, which has two volumes, which is great, but we're already at Chapter eighty-eight, I think, for kind of an Ashi. Either eighty-nine or ninety. We just, I think, we just hit ninety. Yep. If not, it's eighty-nine. We have a Goku no Nagi, I think. A Goku Ro- Raku guy. Yeah, Goku Raku guy. I, we were just talking about it. And I can't remember the name. I didn't want to look on my phone awkwardly <laughs> right now. Um, I definitely looked at my phone. I'm that, sorry for looking down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's a monthly series. It just came out with the fourteenth chapter. And each chapter is probably like 35-ish pages, I would think. And we don't have a volume of that. There's a number of newer series as well, like uh, Shoujo Null, Wild Strawberry. Um, some of them are still fairly new-ish, so it's okay that we don't have a, a uh, you know volume yet here. But we also don't have any word on when they are going to come out. Or if they will come out in the near future physically. I think the only yeah. new Shonen Jump series that is is continuously growing and getting volume to volume is Kaiju number eight. And that's for obvious reasons. Cause I feel like that's going to be the next big staple Shonen jump series. It's just going to kind of jump over the other series that are falling back on this list. So if we go back then, to the top I feel 10, like Kaiju, I mean, I've been reading Kaiju bi-weekly cause it's a bi-weekly series. I feel like they're wrapping up the series as well. 
Like that I, series is coming I'm, to a close too. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about it wrapping I'm up. I am more than positive it is. I will double check it, but I'm pretty sure that one is also coming to an end. Yeah. But I, I to go back to the list though, in the in the yearly rankings, I feel like looking at the top five, it all makes sense, right? Because Blue Lock for when it came out in December or uh, winter of 2023 was the biggest sports anime and almost depending on who you talk to one of the bigger animes to come out that season even coupled with what you had noted that it was right around when the world cup was and the japan team team actually had a miracle run for a little short bit in the world cup which helped too but you had this really interesting take on a sports anime that I personally hadn't seen before and was really, really impressed by it. So I think it was like a perfect storm for Blue Lock in that there were plenty of physical volumes out in the U.S. at that point, too. There was the hype from the World Cup and then the anime just out as well. So you had like all these perfect elements coming together, which is why it boosted it. Uh, JJK, you still have the anime. It's still one of the most popular series right now and highly anticipated um, throughout the year until season two came out and now everyone's depressed and wants to go hide under a rock. Um, I have a friend that said if the next two chapters unfold like they the fandom thinks they will, they're going to drop the series because the author is just... Scorched Earth. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, One Piece, obvious. Oshinoko, the creator of... Um, Kaguya-sama. Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Like, immediate... I don't I when the first episode came out I don't think you could go on social media like hours after without seeing something yep. like clips or reactions or whatever. Um Chainsaw yeah. Man again obvious just from the standpoint that it was again one of those highly anticipated series given it was being done by Mappa, the animation looked insane, the story you know for those who had read it were just wanting it to be actually in an anime form. Uh, so those top five make sense. The problem, I, though, I... the problem is that right now with all these new series, we don't have that same, those same elements in play yet. And I think that's where this slowdown period is going to happen, is that once once My Hero starts to, to wrap up, once Spy Family starts to wrap up, and One Piece starts to wrap up, and then, you know, who, who knows if Jujutsu Kaisen, when that's going to wrap up... Uh, for everyone's sanity, I hope soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> like those new series that are going to take their place, it's going to take a long time because we like, unless you're reading it on the app, you don't have anything really to gravitate towards. Cause there's no anime yet. There's very few, if not any physical volumes out to go buy either. Right. Yeah. You just have, you really have Kaiju number eight and a Banashi. I mean that's it. So I I would argue the the third one, which is another monthly series, is a uh, Shoha Shoten. But I'm just a bit biased because I think I think it's amazing. But I feel like not a lot of people will like really read it because it is about like it is kind of niche. It's about comedy as well. It's about writing and doing stand up. Um, but to me, that one is one of my favorites as well. But it's another monthly series. We have the first three volumes yeah we have the first three volumes but i i think the one series that we haven't touched upon that i feel 
could take the these numbers over in the near future, especially next year with the anime coming out, is Dondodon. Because Dondodon is a hilarious and just underrated IP currently. Because the only way you can read it is on Manga Plus or if you're reading it on Manga Dex or whatnot. And it is kind of just under the radar. It doesn't, like, it looks unassuming. Nobody really talks about it. But the, for the people who have read it, they know. They know it's great. They know it's phenomenal. They, it's funny. It's got the action, everything that you would want in a shonen series. And it's it's coming. It, and I, it's one of those Oshinoko type situations that I don't think people are going to quite be prepared for it once it does come out. Yeah. Because for those who have read it, know and ex- know exactly what to expect and are looking for the faces of people being like, what in the ever-living fuck? What is this about? What is going on? Because it is so absurd. It is so zany. It, it, but it is great, and it's well-written. I, so, I agree from the Western audience, but I think that the next like big series that's going to have the same this might be really bold to say but whatever um have the same immediate like reactions just like the the immediate impact it's going to have for anime fans around the world similar to that of like demon slayer when demon slayer came out and it was like a national treasure in japan and it just immediately flooded over into the u.s yeah i think that next series is going to be and i had to bring up my phone so i pronounced it right (laughs) kagurabachi because Mm. i think chapter one released and they already had like they're like we have a game out and i think an anime confirmed for some time like like it's gonna get an anime yeah kagurabachi is is one that i i've been reading since like week one for shonen jump and same it it is great, and if what I really like, uh, sorry, just a side tangent, mm. the Manga Plus app. One thing that I really do like with their newest update is that they actually show you how many people have read that chapter that has just come out. Um, granted, you know, it takes some time for it to update, but you know, weekly you have nearly half a million people reading One Piece. You have uh, three point eight or three hundred eighty-three k people reading Jujutsu Kaisen. 275,000 reading My Hero Academia. And then you have like other series that are big but not huge. So, like Sakamoto Days, which is another big series that's getting an anime. 96,000. Undead Unluck, which has an anime this season. Nearly 50,000. But within, like, you'll know within like the first 10 chapters if something's going to stay because of its views. But Kagurabachi is at like 109,000 every year. It's over the 100K mark every single week. Yep, and, and there's then only 11 other, chapters. Yeah, and you have other new series, like the new, I mean, granted, it's golf, but the new golf series is 24,000. There's an MMA series that's got 24 chapters. That's at 22,000. Well, you have some of these other series which you thought would do well, like News Exorcist I thought was going to be a huge series. That's at 16,000. So I, I do think you are correct in that Kagurabachi is going to be huge. Yeah. I just, it's only time will tell for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I think that it, it is interesting that, you know, again, it was a perfect storm 
that blue lock was the one to dethrone Shonen Jump um, for the fact that blue lock is on Kodansha. I just, you know, I don't think you're going to get another perfect storm like that until after One Piece is over and it be the next year. Because, you know, yeah. as soon as One Piece is over, everybody's going to go clamor to get that volume, that last volume. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. The other thing that we wanted to discuss before we go into, like, our top series that we've been reading this year is the top-selling manga by volume. And this is only in Japan. This is not the United States. This is not any other territory. It's just Japan, which is because of this list made me kind of question the sources of Blue Lock being the number one spot for series overall. But the top-selling manga by volume in Japan, number one, you have One Piece Volume 105 at nearly 2 million. It was 1.9 million. And then you had Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 21 at 1.7 million. One Piece 106 at 169 million. Um, or 1,069,000, sorry. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen 2, 1.6 mil. Jujutsu, or sorry, 22. JJK 23, 1.4, and then just from down the list, th those are the top five, but down the list you have Spy Family, One Piece, Jujutsu Kaisen, Spy Family, Tokyo Revengers, My Hero Academia, Chainsaw Man, My Hero Academia, Kingdom, which takes the next three spots for volume 67, 8, and 9. Like, they have, they have a stranglehold on their audience. They're like, yeah. cool, we have 600,000 fans that will buy each volume. But then at number 17 is when you get the first volume of Blue Lock. For Blue Lock number 22, you have 591,000. Yeah. And that's what gave me pause as to why is Blue Lock the number one series of the year, selling series of the year. If the first book on the top, you know, list of selling manga by volume isn't until 17 and it's not like they have a ton in the top 13 or sorry top 30 they have the number 17 spot the number 20 spot and then the number 28 spot those are the only three books for blue lock in the top 30 I mean, so and is the, you, and the same goes for oshinoko as well i mean oshinoko 10 comes out at 21 11 is 23 and, and 12, 12 is, is at 29. 29 so yeah i mean little suspect on the global sales for these given that yeah. 105 for one piece is at 1. 1.9 <laughs> uh but i believe that's is that the volume with gear 5 is that why 105 yeah i believe it is okay that could be the reason why too but um yeah i it, the, it's a little weird especially since Shujutsu Kaisen is is you have three volumes in the top five. However, again, I will say that with Blue Lock, I, I, I although I kind of doubt the statistics a little bit, um, but again, all, everything's coming from Oricon, which is a highly reputable, as even this from Anime News Network uh, quotes Oricon. Um, I that's think where they, I they think, got that's where they got their list for the top thirty. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I, I will give you know full credit to Oricon. I think the statistics are right. Again, with Blue Lock, I think it was a perfect storm because and we were talking about digital versus physical before. Kodansha's app is 
the worst. Awful. It sucks. Awful. I Awful. downloaded it the first day it came out and used it twice, and then I've never touched it again. Oh, like, I finally uninstalled it like two weeks ago. I, I kept think, getting I think freaking my phone, notifications, and I'm like, I'm done with this. I yeah, don't want this. I think my phone automatically uninstalled it because I just haven't used it ever. Like yeah. that that app is awful. So with all with a lot of these being, you know, with with this list that we're showing right now being just the Japan sales, like again, One Piece, Jujutsu Kaisen, Spy Family, Tokyo Revengers, My Hero, Chainsaw Man, all of those being in like you know within the first fifteen or so, and then Blue Lock at 17, it almost yeah. makes sense because I feel like if you're in the U.S., you're buying the physicals of Blue Lock because you're not dealing with Kodansha's bullshit. But, like, One Piece and JJK and Spy Family and all of those series, you're just reading on Shonen Jump because it's, like, what, four ninety nine a month to just read? Not even. I think it's, like, four bucks a month. Yeah, three ninety nine or something, whatever. Yeah, like, you're just reading them for, for you know, what, each chapter comes out exactly so it's like why would i go out and buy the physical now there are people like you and i that will like i yeah i'm reading a kane banashi on shonen jump and i'm also went out and got the first volume when it came out because i love the series so much but i i don't think there's that many people like that here on you know on the western side of the world that especially also because like the people uh, not to like out us but we are on the older side of the demographic we are (gasps) I know we are the old men of of manga. That, that's at, a st- fucking good tagline. <laughs> the old men of manga. No, um, staring at my phone too long gives me a headache. Yes, but like to be fair, like we are, we are the older people. Like we have the disposable income to go and buy the books. Like mm-hmm. I just bought My Hero number thirty six, which just came out. Um, and I think it was Jujutsu Kaisen number twenty one that just came out here too. I mm. bought both of them. Have I read them? Hell no. I will one day. But um, like I, you also have to think that the demographic for this stuff is young adults, young like you know teenagers to young adults. Not all of them have disposable incomes uh, available to them to buy these books. So yeah, the read them digitally for a much cheaper price is definitely the go go to route. So it well, is, and that demographic is, I don't. I always hesitate to say these things because I know people are just like, how the fuck do you know? You don't live in Japan. I just, <laughs> through, 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 through online sources and just through like, you know, I traveled to Japan a few times and I've actually had the opportunity to interact with people for a long duration on, you know, public transit systems and things like that. You see a lot of people reading physical volumes of, uh, you know, of different series. And I will say that in my travels around Japan, on the subways or the local trains or wherever, you do see a lot of people reading manga, and those people are all sorts of demographics. They're young, old, male, female. Like some of them are like st- like the Tokyo businessman look, cracking out the Attack on Titan volume. Some are the preppy high school boy or girl that you're like, oh yeah, it makes sense that you'd want to read like a manga series, right? Some of them are like the mom going out to go grocery shopping. Like it, it really spanned it. Like that's kind of the beauty of this industry in Japan is that it's not, it's, it's not secluded to just one demographic. It's, it's very widely expansive and open to anyone, which is why they have so many different like, 
series that are tailored. Like people always make fun of like the series that are like very specific. Like I, I worked a 10 hour shifts job for two years and then got reincarnated into a slow farming life. And it's like, Oh my God, if I only could do that, I work 80 hours a week. You know what I would give? You just go into the slow life and till the, till the land and, and, and gather corn. Ah, like I'm tired of this grandpa. (laughs) Well, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Like, it, it's it's for different demographics There's of people. There's an audience for it. It's, yeah. it's the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah, with, yeah. like, podcasts. If you have a niche, if you have a thing that you like, somebody out there also likes it. Why do you for think For better or for worse. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, like, but yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting, though. Like, um, I mean, I feel like we do take a, a little bit of information and knowledge and inspiration is the second word I was trying to look for. Um from the guys at Trash Taste and Joey, the anime man from Trash Taste, actually uh, two days ago put out a survey trying to do the biggest anime survey conducted for a future video. So it is going to span like, where are you from? What's your age demographic? And, you know, what's your preferred liking for shows, etc. So like, mm-hmm. it is kind of, it'll be interesting to see, you know, some of those demographic numbers of like, at least for YouTubers, because like, again, YouTube is also kind of a very niche thing. So it's like to find him is also niche. So it's like, you have to have knowledge of it and then you have to have knowledge of anime as well. So yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how that pops out, but it would be interesting if somebody who for the broader uh, spectrum of just like enjoying this could do a survey of just like, okay, who is actually reading and watching all this? Yeah. Is it just kids? Is it young adults? Or is it the old men of manga like ourselves? Yeah. I mean, that should have been. That's, that, well, that's a fuck. I love that. That's sorry. I took my own manga. horn there. Um, that well, so I mean, I and I, I love learning more about the audiences for just like anime and manga in general. Um, and to get more specific, it'd be nice to know, like, you know, for different genres of anime and manga, like, who's the target audience? But, again, the the beauty of it in Japan is it's, like, it, there's really no specific audience for anything. Like, yeah, sure, you're probably make, you're making a niche, a niche, like, IP, maybe, with your series, but, like, you're not 
exclusively targeting one like you're not exclusively targeting like oh i'm i'm going for like high school girls or i'm going for like the the working class men or whomever it's it's really just open to whoever's interested in it whereas i feel like here anime and manga have like a stereotype to them which is why the the people who gravitate towards certain series are like always stereotyped to that yeah like like me as the degen <laughs> slice of life etchy person as you're wearing like, a wonder egg priority sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't fit either of those no um, not at all <laughs> yeah that was a jest at myself too but it's just it's it's such a different it it there's a different approach and and perspective towards anime and manga in the western side than there is in Japan that it's again it's like it's a lot harder to really get a good picture of of who's reading it and who's you know watching series because it's it's you know you feel like you're being stereotyped into that but yeah just it's you know it's a good message to be like hey read whatever you want watch whatever you want don't feel like you're getting pressured because there's some there's some 60-year-old man out in Japan that has watched every single episode of some magical girl show about three times over. So if they can do it, so can you. Fair enough. And to round out this conversation, let's talk about what our favorite reads have been this year. Um, mm -hmm. I know that we normally, like, if we do something like this, we would also talk about our favorite anime of the year, which I think both you and I are on the same page as to what the favorite anime of the year is, potentially. Yeah, You're oh, giving yeah. me a blank. Probably. Yeah. Um, but we're going to save that for a later week this month because we will be talking about just the anime awards and whatnot like that. Well, the anime and, awards amongst are other things. Last, like next year. Well, no, right? we're going to do our own anime Oh. Oh. <laughs> but yes, um, so we'll talk about that later. But for the topic of manga and best selling and favorites, etc., what is the like your favorite series that you've been reading this year? It doesn't have to be brand new. It doesn't have to be uh, a Goku Raku guy or you know the Green Green Greens, which just came out. But you know, what, what's your favorite series that you've been reading? <laughs> Never heard of I, that one. <laughs> and not many have. Um, it's so hard because, like, I, I have so many physical volumes of stuff. And I, I have read physical volumes of, of manga. You have? I, it's shocking, I know. It's shocking. But, like, my brain just keeps going to all the ones I've been reading digitally to be like, those are the ones that you like the most. Yeah. Like, uh, Hokkaido fine. Gals are super ador adorable. Which it's was a great read fantastic i love it i can't remember if i started it this year or started it last year i'm pretty sure i started it last year <laughs> i'm pretty sure you um, did because our old format started at the, or our new format started early this year mm -hmm. and in our old format i believe you had it as a recommendation for the week probably probably but um i think recent ones like i again i've talked about this site before but like manga decks if you're looking for series that aren't translated yet or out physically uh, looking at you, JoJo's, um, go to Manga Decks because they have a lot of good stuff that's coming out. If you, if that's you where manga, that's where Frank and I read a Telework, uh, the Telework one, 
which was I actually excellent. never read that. I think I read the first chapter, if that. I don't even think I read the first chapter. Oh, well, that's a good. I series. know, I know. I do need to read it. I. It's very funny short. Enough, yeah. Funny enough, there's another series I think that we were both recommended that I actually just bought volume one of, and that's uh, the wedding. Uh, three hundred sixty-five days until the wedding. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for anyways, it. Anyways, what, um, what what was your uh, what was your favorites or favorites? Um, I really liked. I read a lot of like Yaru and Gal ones on there. Again, shocker, I know. Um, Sherry's love is eight meters tall. Was really good. I, I I like that series. I think it's I think it's cute. I think it's an interesting take on. Um, I don't even want to call it magical girl. She just she. One day grew to eight meters tall. Neat. Yeah, yeah. fun stuff. Uh, that one's a fun one. I think physically, though, the one that I had been reading the most this year was, and and having the most fun with, and I know I talked about it before, but I love uh, uh, women. What is it? I always forget the stupid name. It's Women Don't Play Fighting Games, I think, or Proper mm. Girls Don't Play Fighting Games. That series makes me laugh so hard, and I I pray day and night. Young ladies don't play fighting games. There it is. Young ladies don't play fighting games. Because I was like, it's something proper because they go to like a very proper female school. Um, that series is so much fun. And I just, I, I want, that's it's one of the few series that I I would go to lengths to to get an anime for. Like if if they were like you have the opportunity to go out to Japan and vouch for one series to get an, an anime and you have to put on a 30 minute presentation for all these board execs. BT dubs, you have to learn Japanese before you do that. I I would do that. I would I would I would hibernate for I'd lock myself in my room for 3 months. I would I would learn Japanese. I would go through hell and back to get this series animated because it is so much fun. And it's, it's one of those ones where you just, you want to see it animated because on paper it, it does what it can, but you just know in animation, it could, it could just do it so much more justice. Like you, you get that, you get that feeling of like, I get what you're trying to portray manga, like author, illustrator, mangaka. But if only you could do it in an animated form, then your your true vision will really come out. Like that's one of the series that I just I feel like deserves an anime it, so much, and it's it's such a fun read. Yeah, the first five volumes are out physically in the U.S., and then volume six comes out uh, in March of next year. So, in six being the final volume. Yeah. If so. if you enjoy if you enjoy video games, but more specifically if you enjoy very crude women talking and like putting each other on blast for being shit at video games, oh boy oh boy you're in for a treat. Fair enough. Um for me, I've been reading a lot digitally, but that's just on like Manga Plus and um you know Shonen Jump. Uh, Manga Plus, I think there's one really underrated one. I don't know the exact title because it's such a weird one. It's like, I know if you, I'll say the character and it's in the title and I don't know what the full title is, but it's Shibata. 
Chibata-kun. It's basically just like a, a horror kind of uh, series where a guy befriends a kid. Uh, like, he finds a kid buried under a, a cherry tree just with his head sticking up above the ground, unburies him, becomes best friends with this kid, but nobody else can really see this kid. And they watch movies together, and they love movies, and then um, one day they have a disagreement about a movie, or they have a disagreement about something, and um, basically, I'm doing a horrible job at explaining this. Long story short, they, they had once told each other, like, this is what we should make a movie about, and it's about killing their whole, like, class of kids, except for them. I, like, they, yeah, I don't know, because they didn't fit Dead in. Man Wonderland? Yeah, right. But then, um, like, flash forward four years later, like, the kid, the Shibata kid disappears and then reappears once r just randomly and then has clones and clones and clones of himself and starts just massacring all of, like, Japan or Tokyo. Like, it, as if, but, like, filming a horror movie. It's really, I'm doing it no justice. It's one of those interesting reads, and I'm like, n I've seen nobody talk about this, but I enjoy it every two weeks that it comes out. But I will say the fav my favorite thing that I've read this year and had the most fun with, and it, it took a while for me to actually have a good time with it, was Delicious in Dungeon. And it's getting an anime in January, and I can't wait. But it really took about, like, three volumes of reading Delicious in Dungeon before I was like, okay, I get it, I understand the appeal, I fucking love this. It's such a, like, it, it is like the basic of adventure stories of, hey, let's go say, you know, we're in the dungeon, shit's gone wrong, there's a dragon, one of the party members teleports us all out of the dungeon, let's go save her. That's like the basic of basics for the story of like why we're diving into the dungeon again. But because they're so broke, they can't afford food or equipment. Well, they have equipment still, but they can't afford food. So what do they do? They decide to start eating the monsters in the dungeon, which is unprecedented. It's looked down upon. You are a fucking weirdo if you do this. But they find out that these kind of creatures, you know, depending on what they eat, are really delicious if prepared correctly and they make like a cookbook essentially out of this whole thing like they the, the one guy the main night guy whatever uh is just obsessed with monsters so he has a notebook like detailing this is how you should prepare it etc etc it is such a good time it is so vanilla in the sense of like it's so unassuming but there is it it's so different because i feel like that kind of topic hasn't been really tackled of just like let's just eat the monsters because you you'll have adventure series where it's like oh we got to def defeat monsters oh we got our rations or oh we went fishing we could eat the fish it's like no how do you how do you kill and prepare a kelpie how do you do that like it, it's it's just so interesting and fun and a different take on an adventure and a dungeon dive that I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then by the time where the series, which ended this year, by the time it ends, there is a full roundabout, not roundabout, there is a full story that comes, you know, to a conclusion that is satisfactory with me as the reader that I, I was like, you know what? I wouldn't, I, I fucking loved it. It was a brilliant, brilliant series. 
And I cannot wait for this anime, which comes out in January, because not only is the series, in my opinion, fun, the characters are great, I can see the music being phenomenal, but it's being animated by Studio Trigger. And I... Trigger is, like, for better or for worse, is my favorite studio by far. Like, they've, they've done Kill a Kill. People have their feelings about Darling and the Franks, but I enjoyed my time with it, despite the many shark jumps near the end. Um, but Kill a Kill, Darling and the Franks, technically not them, but it was all of the people that did it. Um, uh, Gurren Lagan, Fucking love Gurren Lagan. And then they have other series that I've yet to watch, but I know that a lot of people love, like uh, Little Witch Academia. So, to me, I'm I'm thorough, oh, and I would be remiss if I don't mention the movie Promare. Promare was f- fucking phenomenal. I loved it. Um, but, yeah, to me, Delicious in Dungeon, if you haven't read it, you may as well wait the month for the anime to come out on Netflix. But if you, you really want to check it out, Highly suggest it. It does start a little slow, but once it ramps up, I, I you can't put it down. It's so good. It, it's 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 what they call a page turner. So, yeah, that's my opinion. You got anything else to say? No, uh, okay. I no. I, right. I just I have that article up, and I keep looking over, and I just see the fucking. Um, a Hegel face of the girl, the gushing, gushing for magical girls, girls. which I could have actually put as my favorite too. But I feel like I I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I love reading it. It's uh, it could be a little bit polarizing, I think, with people, (laughs) just a little bit. Just a wee bit. I I think um, I'll say one more thing before we head off. But I think we are as Western audiences in a like golden period of manga and anime where after the well i guess during and the results of the covid pandemic um with the kind of revitalization of manga and anime consumption in the united states we're getting all these new places to read places to watch and it's really refreshing because I do remember a time when it was hard to find shit to watch. It was impossible to find shit to read and you just kind of stuck with whatever was mainstream from Japan. And now we have so many options where it feels like, you know, I can go off on manga decks any day, search up something random. If I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling in the mood for an isekai or I really want uh, a nice wholesome slice of life. Or I just go, Hey, I just want some etchy bullshit. I can go to manga decks and I can look it up or I can search through the archives of Shonen Jump or uh, Jump Plus or, God forbid, Kodansha, uh, and I can find stuff. Nope. I, yeah, that's what I said. Never again. Um, and it's great. It's wonderful. And I feel like people need to well, – I shouldn't say need to, but I, I think people should appreciate that more because I – I think everyone took it for granted during COVID when, when people started to like get back into it. And now it's, you know, people are starting to peter off here and there, but I just keep it alive. Like I, I I like the availability of all these different, different uh, medias. I like having access to a lot of these different sources for new manga and new anime. And I think that comes with having the anime and manga 
the market here in the western side of the world stay alive and keep thriving. So, you know, there is something out there for everyone. Yep. Go find go find your niche. I I'm, I can promise you there's a manga for it. There might even be an anime for it. And just keep it rolling, all right? It's, it's something for you. It's I was getting into a conversation with <laughs> over the weekend with my uncle and cousins about anime and manga. Um, it's not for kids. It's for everyone, okay? Trust us when we say that. We've been watching it since we were kids. We're still adults. We're old manga men now, and... We're here to tell you that there we need, is. We need to lock down that handle. There is such, God, that's such a good fucking handle. TM, old Maga men, <laughs> copyright, trademark, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's something out there for you. Go find it. Yes, and thank you for finding us and listening to us this week. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we've got a few big things in store for the rest of this month, so do stay tuned for our regular shows. But we do have some short form content in the on the the Tiki Tacks and the YouTube shorts, so you can find us there as well. But until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Back up! Back up.